0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to this Thursday's show. I'm Sam Ekstrom, at Sam Ekstrom on Twitter. and Ask the Sage show coming tomorrow. Be sure to get your questions in. We've already got a couple. Hashtag Ask the Sage or at Sam Ekstrom, at Sage Rosenfels18. It would make for a great show if we got some quality questions. I think one question that we will address with Sage regardless tomorrow are his thoughts on the Michael Floyd signing. Vikings signed the troubled former Cardinal and Patriot receiver yesterday to a one-year, reportedly $1.5 million deal. Very low risk as the six foot three, 220-pound receiver comes home. Floyd from St. Paul went to Cretan Durham Hall, set a whole bunch of records. Went to Notre Dame and played with Harrison Smith and Kyle Rudolph. In college, Floyd had 3,686 yards and 700-plus yards in all four of his seasons, 1,000-plus yards in each of his final two seasons, 37 touchdowns in his college career. And it was a magnificent career. First-round pick, 13th overall in the 2012 draft. Just over a dozen picks before... His comrade Harrison Smith got selected. NFL career, less illustrious. Five seasons, 24 touchdowns. Just one season with over 850 yards. That was his second year back in 2013. As we've talked about on this show, had an extreme DUI case last year that led to his release from Arizona. He was picked up by New England, as the Patriots are prone to do with players on the proverbial scrap heap. And I believe he got a Super Bowl ring for the Patriots, though he didn't make much of an impact in the playoffs. Now the 27-year-old comes to Minnesota. Here's the statement from GM Rick Spielman. Coach Zimmer and I are confident Michael Floyd has learned and grown from his past decisions. He has accepted full responsibility and is taking encouraging steps to improve. We have offered Michael the full support and assistance of the Minnesota Vikings organization and our player development programs. We are aware that Michael is subject to discipline from the NFL and will work with both him and the NFL in a professional manner. We are excited to have Michael and believe he can be a productive member of our football team and community. And finally, the statement from Michael Floyd. I am very excited to come home and play for the Minnesota Vikings. I've been training extremely hard this off season, in addition to taking responsibility and paying the consequences for my mistake. Although I cannot change my past decisions, I've definitely learned from this experience and look forward to making valuable contributions to the Vikings organization and the Minnesota community both as a player and a person. Time to go to work. First, from the Vikings perspective here, the Vikings have never been consistent down the line with handling DUI cases, and I don't think that's abnormal. I think in the NFL... Your value to the team dictates how the team responds to a case like this. So, for instance, last year, Isom Fashion gets cut after his drunk driving incident. And apparently, Mike Zimmer and the front office tried to get into contact with Isom Fashion the day after it happened, and he wouldn't pick up his phone. If you're on the practice squad, and you're not answering the coach's calls, yeah, it's pretty much over. Then, word comes out that George Edwards was arrested last May for a DWI, and Edwards was retained. Apparently, Edwards was far more cooperative, he was fined, he did community service, and he fulfilled all of his obligations. And obviously, Edwards more integral to the operation than Isom Fashion. So now, in the case of Michael Floyd, you've got a supremely talented college prospect, underachieved in the NFL, perhaps due to substance abuse issues, which he has dealt with not only in the NFL but in college as well, and now after a really a life-altering, endangering event where he's too drunk to even stand, an extreme DUI, that the next level up, you hope that that's rock bottom. Hopefully Floyd has seen the light. Hopefully he appreciates the second opportunity. I think he's going to a place where he'll be held accountable. Obviously, this feels like a one-strike-and-you're-out agreement. No missteps. The Vikings don't need Floyd that badly that they're going to put up with any shenanigans. There's very low risk to the contract. He's got built-in accountability with former college teammates, Rudolph and Smith, and I imagine they are a big reason why the team is willing to take on some of this risk. And you've got your hometown fans. These are the fans that Supported Floyd when he was the emerging high school star for Creighton Durham Hall. So if this situation doesn't work out for Floyd, then his issues are far more deep-seated than we can imagine. And I hope he finds a way to work through them personally. Keep in mind, he has spent time in jail and is also on house arrest until June. Haven't seen the exact date in June when he will be released, but he'll be missing most of OTAs. Not sure if he gets there for mandatory minicamp, but obviously Floyd is going to have to wait until training camp to show what he has. I'm sure the Vikings would be comfortable just rolling with Laquan Treadwell as their third wide receiver. Jerry is right there as well. Michael Floyd, though, I think with good years left, has good size, he's strong, He's going to have to avoid some mental mistakes, going to have to avoid some drops. And perhaps the urgency of his situation could change matters. I think there's definitely reason to believe that he can be a productive member of the Vikings based on the people around him and based on the organization. Would I say Floyd is guaranteed a spot on the roster? No, I wouldn't. I think all things being the same, the Vikings would roll with Laquan Treadwell. And it'll be interesting to see if the Vikings are willing to keep Floyd on as a fifth or sixth wide receiver because... Sure, the depth would be nice, but I'm not sure how much special teams Floyd is doing at this stage. Maybe he can still do punt team, kickoff team stuff, but it feels like the team would rather see Stacy Coley or Rodney Adams getting those reps and contributing on special teams in some way. So it feels to me like unless Floyd proves he can be the third or fourth wide receiver on this team, I just don't know where the role is for him. And obviously, that'll play itself out in training camp. Lockdown Vikings, Lockdown Podcast Network. I want to chat about the offensive line position battles as well here before we conclude. Wrote about it at zonecoverage.com yesterday. You can find the full story. But I lay out the Vikings' crowded situation at offensive line. Obviously, the fullest position group on the football team. You lose Khalil, Smith, Fusco, and Jake Long who recently retired, you add Reef, Remmers, Elfline, Isidora, Reed Fragel to a futures contract, and then Avante, Collins, and the recently released Nick Fett. Fett was released to make room for Michael Floyd, so the article already a bit obsolete. But nonetheless, Fett probably wasn't making the team anyway. The Vikings basically have a massive battle for all of their backup positions. In my eyes, the Vikings starters are fairly locked, or at least there are five locks on the roster. Reef, Boone, Berger, Remmers, and Elfline. And whether Elfline starts or not, he's making the team. So you've got five certainties. After that, you've got a plethora of second and third year guys, mostly third year guys on the Vikings, who have little tastes of the NFL here and there, but have never really exploded onto the scene. Nick Easton, played a little bit of center last year, was up and down. Rashad Hill played week 17, showed some signs, can't know for sure on him yet. Jeremiah Searles, can play tackle, can play guard, was forced to start some last year, didn't always go well. Zach Karen thrown into action, I think in the Thanksgiving game, didn't go well. Willie Beavers has positional flexibility, but the Vikings cut Beavers last year, and then were able to bring him back to the practice squad. But that tells you how their evaluation was on Beavers after last training camp. He would have to improve, I think. He's going to have to compete really hard for that job. And then Austin Shepard, the former seventh-round pick, who was kind of the sixth man on that 2015 line, and then got demoted last year. Of course, the fifth-round rookie, Isadora. Danny Isadora out of Miami. He probably has an inside track based on his draft position, but the Vikings haven't been immune to cutting mid-round draft picks in the past. They cut David Yankee, they cut Tyrus Thompson, and of course Beavers, so he's not immune. And TJ Clemmings, boy, third year, tons of starting experience, but very little progress. Does he make the leap between year two and year three? Of those eight, and to quickly run through it again, Clemmings, Isidora, Easton, Hill, Searles, Karen, Beavers, and Shepard, I think half of them make it. Four of them will join the five supposed starters to comprise the nine. And you can read even more in depth at zonecoverage.com, my offensive line position battle preview. We've done four of them so far. We've talked about them all on this show: running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Now, offensive line. We'll do quarterbacks next. You can go back and podcast those old shows as well. Locked on Vikings on boom or iTunes. Thanks so much for listening today. We will have Sage Rosenfelds. We promise tomorrow. Ask the Sage. Talk to you then. Hey, Lockdown Minnesota listeners. This is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Lockdown Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Lockdown Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Lockdown Wild to your device every day.